All right, guys. Welcome to another edition of the Current Era Pod. I'm your host, Julian, and today I do have Javar on to help me talk about, you know who, those Lakers, the best team in the NBA, uh, as you heard on the NBA pods that we also did, the Eastern and Western Conference previews. If you haven't checked them out, please go check them out. Uh, we're spitting nothing but knowledge and straight fire. <laughs> I'm sorry, I crack myself up when I do these opens. But yeah, uh, we're talking about the LA Lakers, guys. Both of us are diehard Lakers fans, as most of you already know. So we're going to run down every player. We're going to talk about our expectations for those players. We're going to talk about what we expect out of the season, uh, championship, and much more, guys. This is just so much fun. This pod is Lakers-centric. So I do apologize to anybody that's not Laker fans. Um, LA for life, baby. So yeah. Um, if you're new to the pod and you like Lakers content, please subscribe, download. Uh, now that the season's starting back up, you will hear more Lakers-centric things here on the Current Era podcast. So that's always fun. Plus, I also do more episodes than that. But yeah, anyway. Um, also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a five-star review. That'll help grow the pod. And that's it, guys. Let's go ahead and get to the episode. All right, uh, brother, we're back, man. We're doing another episode of the Current Era Pod. Um, welcome back to the show, first of all. Thank you for being here. Uh, but I, I didn't think you would want to miss this one. Uh, today, we're talking Lakers basketball. Uh, obviously, both of us are diehard Lakers fans, man. So uh, I'm ready to get into it, man. But first, uh, I want to bring you in, man. What's going on over there? How's Archie? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Archie's doing good. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's good to be back in the swing of things, these NBA pods. And uh, yes, ready to talk some Lakers, man. This should be an interesting season. Hopefully we get more best case scenarios instead of that nightmare of the 2019 season. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that. You know, last year I, I felt like we started off in a, in a really good place. And then after Christmas, it just turned into nightmare, 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 nightmare. Yeah, it's um, like the worst case scenario every yeah. time. <laughs> every time, literally. But, uh, you know, before we get into Lakers talk heavy, uh, it looks like there was just an announcement on Bleacher Report uh, from Harrington NBA. Uh, apparently, Andre Iguodala and the Grizzlies have reached an agreement to keep him out of camp and on, on the trade market, which is a difference from what they previously reported. You know, obviously, at first, the Grizzlies were like, no, we're not trading you. You're playing, which, you know, obviously sucks for him. Uh, but now it seems like they, they've come to so, some sort of agreement to where uh, they're going to try to get him traded. And, you know, obviously the Lakers would be the perfect landing spot for him. We talked about it in the last pod, man. Um, you know, how, how do you think that the Lakers can actually make that work? I think what's going to happen is that as we get closer and closer to the start of the season, the Grizzlies are going to be like, okay, nobody, assuming nobody offers anything, because yeah. if, if, the Golden, if the Warriors had to give picks to get rid of Iguodala, why do the Grizzlies think they're going to get a pick to get Iguodala? <laughs> I mean, to get rid of him, they think they're going to receive a pick to get rid of him when they receive, I think, two picks or maybe just one to get him. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like that, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to be that desperate to get Iggy. Like he's he's an impact player still, no doubt. But um, I think teams will at least try to wait until closer to halfway through the season. If and I doubt both parties want to wait that long. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking the closer we get to the season, their stance is going to is going to soften up and and they're going to have to come to an agreement some kind of buyout i think yeah that seems to be, right i was just going to say that that seems to be the most logical course of action i mean if you want to get something i mean I, I guess you could try to trade but like you said who would be willing to trade i mean andre iguodala is in the last year of a what 17 million dollar contract or something like that um so i mean that's kind of not tradable for him at this point especially when he's saying this is going to be his last season 
why would you give give up an asset for that? Um, so yeah, I mean, hope, hope, yeah, I yeah, I yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, this is going to be his last season. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's thirty five, about to be thirty six. He, he's he's not that old, but I guess he just doesn't want to play anymore. I mean, what left does he have to prove? You know. Um, True. Yeah. So yeah. But, you know, that, that, that kind of leads right into, you know, what we're going to talk about, man, as far as the Lakers. Um, you know, it, since since the last time we spoke uh, about the Lakers uh, as a podcast anyway, um, you know, we, we, we signed a bunch of guys, um, including DeMarcus Cousins. And we ended up losing DeMarcus Cousins over the summer to an ACL injury. He's out for the year. Um, man, that sucks for him. He looked great. He was in fantastic shape. Uh, I was really excited to to get to see what he could do. I thought he'd be a great starting center for us, uh, but it's just not meant to be, man. And it sucks for him. But um, wh- what were your thoughts on the situation when you heard it? Yeah, I mean, it's a it was a blow for sure. Um, I kind of already went into the season expecting him to get hurt. I mean, it's sad to say, but it's just like when you come back from these Achilles and you keep trying to push yourself to get back faster from all these injuries, it's like I'm yeah. kind of just like waiting for him to get hurt. I didn't expect him to get hurt before the season freaking started, but right. I, I just didn't want to have to depend on him. But even with that said, it, it hurt because I thought he was going to be a, a wild card player for us. I was thinking maybe he might get hurt, but be able to come back and just kind of play, you know, up to whatever he can do. I didn't think he was going to have a something take him out for the whole year, but um, it's it's tough, man. Because um, how we got him, like after the whole Kawhi thing, we got all these guys, and then. Getting cousins, you know, it was like, wow, okay, we could actually have a crazy talented team here. Um, yep. With, you know, full of obviously we have LeBron and AD, but cousins would would have could have been that third kind of playmaker, along with Kuz. It would just be like, man, we'd have a really big talented team with all these guys that could do multiple things. But now we kind of have to yeah. reimagine on the fly. Yeah, and um, speaking on coming back from an Achilles, uh, there was a report earlier that uh, KD was thinking about coming back earlier, um, and he, he I want to specify, he, Kevin Durant did not say this himself. This is just what uh, a report was from the Nets organization. Apparently, KD is trying to come back this season. Bro, that, that would be incredibly stupid. Do not do that. <laughs> like, Please, just wait till you're 100% healthy. There's literally no reason for you to come back this season off of an Achilles injury when coming back early to play was what got you a torn Achilles in the first place. Um, so take the injury seriously. I, and I, I'm talking to Kevin Durant cause I know he's listening. Take your injury seriously and uh, just rehab and get, get better, get a hundred percent and then come back. But please don't try to come back early. Sorry. Considering he got hurt in June. Yeah. It's like, it was really, I mean, even if he took nine months and came back, that would be like what? March, April. Yeah. It's, it's right around playoff time. Yeah. You're going to hop right in, miss a whole year and try to hop into the, into a new whole new team right before the playoffs just sit it out man like i know i almost wonder if if it's kind of him and his camp just like the attention they don't want to be kind of just be forgotten about for a year they want to still be talking about <laughs> maybe yeah but maybe yeah, that'd be incredibly ill-sighted hopefully he just sits it out yeah um so yeah you know we 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 lost cousins uh and obviously we needed a replacement uh because to me, he was going to be the starting center, and that's no slight to Javel McGee, but I thought DeMarcus Cousins would have been a starting center. Uh, so we're searching and searching, and who do we sign but one Dwight Howard? Um, now, obviously, a lot of Lakers fans have a sour taste in their mouth from his first stint in L.A. Um, <laughs> Dwight Mayer, for sure. Many people were happy to see him gone, myself included. 
Um, but you know, man, I I feel totally different about Dwight now than I did all those years ago. Um, and what? yeah, and and you know, I'll 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 tell you why. Really, it's because I feel like um, like I've watched some of his uh, some of his workout interviews and um, you know uh, some of his interviews that he's given on on Lakers.com and Spectrum Sportsnet. And man, like this dude seems miserable. Like he seems like this. This is not the Dwight Howard I know. Like you know, I mean, even even five years ago when he was in Houston, I mean, you know, it, it was dancing and happy and always smiling. And it, 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 I mean, even though he wasn't winning anything, it, it, at least he felt like he was enjoying his life. But now, after after the whole false scandal thing about the dude that tried to call him on Twitter or whatever, and everybody attacking him. I feel like he's 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 kind of like on the fringe of I don't know I mean I, I don't want to say worst case scenario but I don't know like he 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 just doesn't seem like the same guy to me like he he seems like a man defeated um, and it just makes me feel bad for him but I, I do notice that during these recent interviews at, at least he he seems he seems excited about coming back to the Lakers um, he seems like like you know he he understands his role uh, I mean from from all the reports it seems like LeBron and AD and everybody told him like look bro you're only going to be doing a b and c and if you try to do d e and f you're out of here um and it sounds like he understands that so there shouldn't be any confusion about roles or anything like that you know like there was last time so i'm i don't know man i, I think dwight howard should be the starting center um and hopefully he, he he can play well for us and hopefully it's a better situation uh but yeah that's, that's my thoughts man what about you it's funny because uh when cousins got hurt i was like oh the only people out here is like Dwight Howard and Noah. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and he was like, no way we getting Howard. I was like, mm, that'd be our <laughs> best option. And sure enough. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, all that stuff about the Lakers and whatnot saying, if, if you mess up, you're out. I don't know if I even believe that because the Lakers need him. They do. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a marriage of need. Both parties need each other. So we can try to talk tough all we want, but what are we going to cut them and get and, what, sign uh, somebody from China or something? Like, what? Gortat? Exactly. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how to feel about Dwight. Um, I guess to me, it's all just talk. Like every year he, he goes sure. through this. He, he says, you know, he's changed and blah, blah, blah. And he's went through it. He's went through rock bottom. I've heard it all before about five times. So I, I don't, he's got to show me. Like I don't, I don't have no sympathy for him right now. I mean, okay. I do in a sense as a human because he, he does seem like he's like depressed. Like you kind of saying, like he might be ready to commit that or something. Like it's kind of getting. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, as as a person, I hope it doesn't come to that. But as far as, like, what he can bring with the Lakers, I don't even know if he fits what we're trying to do. I mean, I don't well, know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, not not to cut you off, but, like, I feel like, you know, and I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and get into, like, you know, expectations and we'll start with Dwight. But for me, Dwight Howard has two jobs, play defense and rebound. Like, and really, when I say play defense, I mean, like, defend defend your man and defend you know uh the, the dribble drives and just just, just be a force like you, you don't got to be rude to go bear but don't don't make it easy for for jj Barea to get to the paint like make him shoot over the top of you um and and rebound the ball like that's that's something that we've been suffering for the past few years like we've been out rebounded um but you know like I, I don't know i feel like if if he can rebound and get the ball to uh, LeBron or somebody, and you know we can run a fast break. I, I think that's that's all we need from him. We we don't need him to score, unless he's going to catch a lob. 
Yeah, but you also need them to set screens without offensive fouls. You need them to stop doing three-second violations, which I don't know if you remember his time with the Lakers. That was at least <laughs> twice a half. It felt like <laughs> that and him getting stripped from trying to oh, do post man. moves. But no, 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 no. You no. shouldn't see that no more. I was about to say zero post touches. Zero. But he also can't shoot free throws, so he's going to get hacked. And, you know, so it's just like, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, in the perfect world, he would at least try to minimize to be a garbage man and just set screens, rebound, play defense. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, I don't I don't necessarily imagine him being in in late game scenarios. Um, I, I think AD will slide to the five as much as he hates doing that. Um, he's going to have to man up and do it towards the end of games. But, you know, um, in, in the beginning of games, um, I think I think it'll be good to start with Dwight. Um, just just so we just so we can be that force, like I said, and of course take the pressure off AD because he just hates playing the five. But um, and then there's also interpersonal factors. I mean, sometimes people can be a pain in the butt and not realize it. So very maybe, true. You know, maybe he doesn't know what he's doing wrong or what he's doing that's rubbing people the wrong way. But everywhere he's gone, he's been a pain in the in the butt, and nobody, you know, teams want to kick him to the curb after a year or two. Yeah. Has he discovered what the problem is? I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, you know, by by January, if these if the team is tired of him farting in front of everybody and being, doing, <laughs> you know, just doing stupid jokes and and trying to, uh, you know, uh, mimic people's voices and all the other stupid stuff he always does, and they're tired yeah. of him. You know, what happens to our team chemistry by then? Oh, we'll see. Yeah, he, he he's he's a he could be a lot of help, but man, he could be a, a cancer. So I'm kind of worried about that. Can't lie. Okay, um, let's uh, let's talk about some other guys on the team. Um, let's talk about AD. Uh, we talked about Anthony Davis a little bit there. Um, for me, man, as as, as far as expectations, um, I think Anthony Davis is the best player on the team, and that's, that's not a slight to LeBron. But I think I think Anthony Davis at twenty five, twenty six, how old he is. Um, last year he put up like twenty nine points and twelve rebounds in a limited season, not playing fourth quarters. Like this dude is an absolute monster on both ends of the floor. Um, he, he's an MVP candidate in my eyes, and th- there's no reason why LeBron should take more shots than him. Uh, there's no reason why the offense should not run through Anthony Davis. Um, Anthony Davis should demand the ball, uh, and like hopefully, hopefully LeBron meant everything he said over the summer when he was recruiting him, talking about or when we traded for him, I should say, talking about hey, this is your team, and you know we're gonna run the ball through him. Like hopefully that that's true because um, AD can fill up the stat sheet. Um, and obviously w- with LeBron on his side, you know, it'll, it, it, it'll, it'll stop in empty stats. Um, and you know, it'll actually translate to wins, which, which what actually matters. So I'm super excited for AD man. Um, as long as he can stay healthy, I, I don't want him playing more than 65 to 70 games in the regular season, just so he can be ready to play, uh, for the playoffs. His, his, his thing about, um, he keeps complaining about, you know, I don't want to play the five like that. That's a little worrying to me, uh, just because it sounds like he's bitching and moaning about it. When obviously he's going to be playing the five at some points, uh, but you know overall, I, I think Anthony Davis will be our best player. Um, I think a lot of Laker fans are going to be surprised at how good this guy is, um, and I'm I'm super excited for AD man. What about you? So I agree mostly with what you said. I disagree with him being our best player uh, for when it counts. Um, I think he's going to be the best player in the regular season. Uh, okay. But in the playoffs, I think we're going to need LeBron to be our best player. He's kind of got a proven track record, and you typically yeah. need guys who can affect the game from the point of attack. Yep. Um, so 
yeah, when it comes down to the playoffs, uh, I think LeBron's got to step back up to uh, playoff mode activated or whatever his thing was. <laughs> um, but for, as far as Anthony Davis, I, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything else. He's going to be incredible, man. Um, honestly, he, he could uh, be an MVP favorite. Um, kind of depends on if if LeBron wants him to. If, if LeBron kind of you know, lets <laughs> off on the reins and he him in the clutch uh, machine kind of props him up to the media. Yeah. Um, but I think him being in L.A., it's going to be mutual. Like, he, he's just going to love being a Laker and, and all the attention he's finally going to get for a player of his talent. Yep. Um, and, you know, the spotlight he's finally going to get. It's crazy. Like, New Orleans, as good as he is, he only – the Pelicans will only get, like, maybe three nationally televised games. And, yeah. You know, so, so, and, like, most of the time it would be nobody in the, in the arena. So it's going to be different for him. And then for Lakers fans, like you said, it's, to have a guy – at his size, with his skill, his athleticism, it's it's just gonna be like, like wow. Like I mean, even, <laughs> even having LeBron, having a superstar last year was exciting, but AD is just gonna be a whole nother level because he imagines activity level offensively and defensively. Man, that's what I'm really excited about. What he can bring to the team defensively. He's gonna be that captain. He's gonna be that guy uh, spearheading uh, the defense behind everybody, just you know, telling everybody where to go. Which I think LeBron will be good at that too, and get and good at getting him equipped to do that. Because LeBron might not move around and play defense, but at least he'll talk and tell you where to be. I yeah, that'll be good for AD if he can take over that that role and actually be that stopper as well uh, from uh, protecting the paint. And even on switches, I mean, he's he's mobile enough to do it. I've seen him basically lock down Steph Curry before, like just on you know switches every from time to time, not like every time, but yeah. I'm totally excited, man. Uh, I'm 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 all the way behind this guy. Do you have like a um like a points per game that you that you think he should average? For me, um I I I'd, I'd be happy with, you know, at least 27 28 a game. Uh just because like I said like for me, he he has to be our best player. Um but what about you? Yeah, I'm thinking that too about 27 28 on like crazy good efficiency because he's going to get spoon-fed a lot of shots from LeBron. Exactly. Well, he yeah, he's he, he's always been super efficient, which is something I love about him. Yep, uh, and he could actually make his free throws. And <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he's every all the videos and everything I've seen, everything he said, he's working really hard on his shot. So if he could mm-hmm. up his percentage from three, I mean, oh my goodness, yeah, that just, would actually yeah. help. It. I, I meant to uh, say this about Dwight. I'm kind of concerned because oh yeah, he was a he was a stretch five. You know, he could actually stretch the floor. Now you know with Dwight and Javale, we have two guys who do kind of the same thing and and don't offer much stretchability. It basically means we can't play guys like Rondo, which is okay with me. But like, we got to make sure the rest <laughs> of the floor is spread out if we're gonna play these big, these fives, these lumbering fives. Well, let uh, okay. Well, let me say this. So, uh, Dwight Howard likes to go live a lot on Instagram, and I always tune in. Um, I don't now, want to see anyway, Dwight Howard shooting no I, I'm about to say, bro. Like, look, he he be shooting jumpers, and I'll be like, Probably. bro, if you don't get in the paint, I'll be commenting. Like, if you don't get your ass in the paint. <laughs> Hey, hey, somebody tell Shaq. Somebody tell Shaq to comment. Stop. Uh, nah, you know I'm, I'm sick of Shaq. Shaq has got to stop bullying Javale, Dwight, and any other center that he thinks <laughs> is just going to threaten his legacy as a center. Like Shaq be getting on my nerves, bro. He he has got to stop. He's a big bully. He needs to he needs to chill. He, but he, he does need to lay off on Dwight, especially. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, we, actually, all of us. Let's all try to get him mulligan. Let, let's let him try to do right. If he messes up, then we can, be, you know, back to his neck. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's weird. You know, on, on Twitter and stuff, like, it seems like a lot of Lakers fans still just, just hate the guy, period. Like, e- even though he's he's 
on the team. Um, and, you know, there's there, there's that small percentage of fans like myself that are like, hey, he's on the team, guys. You know, we, we kind of got to accept this. But we need him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Like, it's either him or Noah or Gortat. Like, seriously. Um, so, yeah. Or an unhappy AD playing five. But we'll see. Depressed, we'll see. depressed AD. Uh, <laughs> he going to fake an injury. No, I'm just playing. Which about it? Okay, so let me touch on that. I think uh, I think that's a little overblown. We didn't want him he, playing. He the says five it in all every year. interview, though, bro. Like, it yeah, kills yeah, me. Yes, but he also always says if coach wants him to play, he'll do it. And he, of course, he expects mm-hmm. to play it in, in, you know, the last five minutes and in the playoffs. But he doesn't want to do it in the regular season because it's a grind. He doesn't want to be banging against these dudes that are bigger than him and trying to hurt him. Yeah. Like these role players who are just going to go out there trying to put an elbow in, in the person's back. <laughs> I, I completely understand it. It's just that every time he, he has to reiterate that, it's like, okay, bro, like we they understand. Keep asking him. Uh, I mean, okay, I guess, I guess. So let's uh let's continue the list, man. We got a few more players to talk about. Um, so Costas, Anandakumpo, Giannis is, I think this is Giannis's older brother. Actually, is that right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One of them, younger or older. Fact yeah, this is, is just a, this is, it's just a bridge, bro. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and put Giannis on Facetime right quick. <laughs> I'll put Giannis on FaceTime. Right. Look, the only reason we got this kid is for Giannis twenty twenty one or whenever he's a free agent. So yes, sir. Yeah, yeah th- this dude's not going to see a second of the floor. Um, but um, yeah, man, you know, hopefully you enjoy you you enjoy your time in LA and you can tell Giannis how great it is out here. Uh, mm-hmm. so he can come when his contract's up in Milwaukee. <laughs> yep. All uh, all these be- women that just so happen to be walking up to him and oh, no. <laughs> yes, that, tell Giannis that Rob Palinka's paying off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. What about Avery Bradley? Um Avery Bradley is 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 a unique case for me. Um, but you give me your thoughts first and I'll I'll tell you what I think. So he's a player that I just didn't like. Probably because he was a Celtic, I don't know, but like um <laughs> but when we signed him, I, I thought it was a decent pickup for what what it is. I mean, uh yeah. maybe starting, maybe backup, um kind of guard wing type of player, the three and D. Not a lot of three. His shot has kind of, kind of not been there last couple of years, but he's proven that he can make, he can hit shots, he can make shots, and he's a, a bulldog defender. I mean, we don't really need much from him. Just if he could just put in an average year for like this, I mean, look at his career, the type of numbers he puts up, like forty-one percent shooting, thirty-five from three, and good defense. I'll take it. Hmm. What about you? Do you have strong thoughts? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say strong, but. I think I think Avery Bradley has the potential to be in street clubs the entire year, and here's why. Um, hopefully, hopefully Frank Vogel, uh, wow, Frank Vogel. Um, <laughs> hopefully Frank Vogel understands something that Luke didn't, and that's uh, play more uh, KCP. Stop. No, that's uh, staggering your lineup. Um, so like Luke, Luke last year would like he there there <laughs> it would infuriate me. There would be times where there was like no LeBron, no no Alonzo, uh, no Ingram, no Kuz on the court, and we, we were just out there with these scrubs. I was like, "Yo, like, what are you doing, Luke?" So <laughs> for like a long time too, like four, five, yeah. six minutes. It's like yeah, you know, like in the third and in uh beginning of the fourth. It's like you're just losing us the game with these bench lineups every time. Yeah. Yes. Um. So hopefully Frank Vogel will always have either Kuz, LeBron, or AD on the court at all times. Which is why I'm saying I don't think Avery Bradley could get a lot of PT because, um. As much as I hate Rondo, Rondo's gonna get playing time whether I like it or not. Um, and I think um, I think Caruso is gonna earn minutes as well. 
And Bradley's kind of like that last guy. Like I think Qu- uh, Quinn Cook had played before Bradley too. So I mean, if, so. yeah, if if LeBron is is playing that that guard role as he should be, um, then I I don't know. I feel like every Bradley's going to kind of get left on the bench there. I think every Bradley's going to play because he's one of like three people who play defense on the perimeter. Okay, that's that's fair. But I mean, KCP does everything he can do, and maybe a little yeah. better at this point. Yeah, in a in a perfect world, KCP is playing basically double Avery Bradley's minutes. Yeah, I think KCP has a lot of upside this year. Definitely. Um, so in a perfect world, he he basically takes Avery Bradley's minutes. But if KCP is on that bull, you know, that, like he was in the first ten games last. Do you remember that last year when he was just garbage? Uh, <laughs> it's not only just last year; even the year before, he he was doing stupid stuff. He he only plays well <laughs> when it don't count. Like when we're eliminated from the playoffs, all of a sudden he start. Going on fire, <laughs> averaging twenty, you know, five straight games with like twenty points. But in the middle of the season, he's all throwing the ball up over the backboard and bullshit. Like that, like, <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, and just take taking whatever you know, just Pull up Carlton, just, just taking whatever shots he wants. Yeah, just <laughs> my ball, I'm right. a star. Yeah, no, you know, my time. Um, but Cut yes, client, boy, Let's get it. <laughs> since we're already talking about KCP, um, you know, I, I. I I mean, hopefully, hopefully, like you said, he's not on that bullshit. So I think that he'll be very integral to our backup lineup. Um, he should probably be the first one off the bench, to be honest. Uh, I mean, aside from Javel McGee, but um, yeah, I mean, he he should be the a good three and D guy. Uh, I, I think in a perfect world, he could start if he's like over Danny Green. He, uh, no, him at the point and Danny Green at the two, LeBron at the three. He was basically the point guard. Uh, or, or oh, Kuzma wow. three. I, whatever you do with LeBron and Kuzma, I don't know who's going to start between them. Uh, that's, that's a whole other conversation. I guess we're going to have too. But mm. yeah, I think um, if, if we're basically going to have LeBron as point guard, as like they were talking about over yeah. the summer, you could have uh, two guards who play defense and hit threes, the guard spots. And so that's why I think Avery Bradley and, and, and KCP are kind of outfade a lot of those point guard minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and and maybe really between Bradley, KCP, and Danny Green, I think one of those three always has to be on the floor because we need somebody to play perimeter defense. Those yeah, three guys who can. Okay. So. so one name we didn't mention here, man, is Alex Caruso. Um, a lot of guys on Twitter think Alex Caruso is the second coming of Jesus. So um, what do you think? Because I I don't get it. I I I don't understand why everybody thinks Alex Caruso is just the guy. Um, but give me your thoughts on it, man. I just wanted to touch a little more on KCP before we move over. Like, yeah. I, 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 I would, if he could come out shooting at least thirty-eight percent, I think that's what he shot with the first year with the Lakers. Uh huh. If he, if he could just, just make his shots at a decent clip, man, he could be huge for us. We, we know he could play defense when he's actually trying, um, uh, on the perimeter anyway. If you, you put a bigger guy on him to post him up, he just gives up. But, um, <laughs> uh, at the point of attack, you know, I like him guarding point guards. So yeah, totally agree. He could be really valuable if he could do that and he could make his shots, man. It would be huge for us this year. Huge. And we didn't pay him like ridiculous money. I think only like eight mil, which is palpable. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think he has a lot of upside. So I'm sorry. I just wanted to give a little more, a little more credence. I know he gets a lot of hate as well. Um, he does. Because he takes all our money. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so Alec Crusoe, I like his game, man. He honestly... He is like the closest thing to Lonzo. Like he play, he tries to play a lot like Lonzo. He mm-hmm. he, he tries to play. De- he's a big guard. He's I think six 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 five. Yeah, uh, decent athleticism. Um, hell, to actually great athleticism for for you know six five for a white boy. He's got here dunking on people, catching oops and stuff. Like 
Right. So he, he actually got some some some, some bunnies. Um, decent shot on a small, simple size. He he tries on defense. I swear, if he would just get some 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 just for men's or or I mean uh, for hims <laughs> or, or 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 shave his head or something oh, like it, it's just that on, ball man. spot that makes him look. Uh, no, that, uh, this is hair, bro. Like people can't take him serious, bro. <laughs> I'm serious. If he could do something with his hair and get get that right or go oh. bald, his, his his his. I bet he's gonna have more Twitter followers, more Instagram followers. His, 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 his celebrity's just gonna go up. He's gonna play better. He's gonna look better, feel better. It's it's real, man. Like he needs wow. to do something with that. I don't know why he's holding on to that. But with that said, he definitely has a chance. I mean, they paid him decent money this this offseason. They clearly the Lakers believe in him. I mean, not like a big money, but for an undrafted guy, they gave him like five six million, I think. So, I think he has the opportunity to not only start but play a lot of minutes. Seems like LeBron likes him. He plays well off of LeBron. Yep. I don't know what to expect. I mean, he he pretty much only got burned when the season was over. Yep. Uh, which you know, I, I admittedly didn't watch a lot of those games when we pretty much was running out the string. So, in the little bit I've seen him play, I, I've always liked his game because he he tries to play like Lonzo. So, what what do you think? Have you watched him more? Um, yeah, I mean, or you know, you just don't believe in the hype at all. Like you just think he's just going to ride the bench. What? Um, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, Alex Caruso, unfortunately, uh, in, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't see where he's going to get minutes because again, as much as I hate Rajon Rondo, the Lakers are probably going to start the guy and coming off the bench after Rondo is going to be either Quinn Cook or Avery Bradley. Uh, and then, I mean, we, we never go three point guards deep. So, and especially if we're staggering guys like LeBron's going to take up some of those guard minutes. I, I just don't see a situation where um, where Caruso actually can play unless it's a blowout. Um, but, you know, meaningful minutes, I, I just don't see it. Um, I would love to see it. I mean, I, I would I, I would absolutely love for him to get more minutes over Rondo. But it's, I'm just being realistic. Like, for some reason, the, 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 the Lakers and the coaching staff in the front office just don't see what everybody else sees about Rondo. So, um, yeah, I mean – Caruso just I just don't really see where he fits on his team. I mean, if we're trying to win, I think it's gonna be very apparent, like within ten, fifteen games, that Rondo is washed. Man, it was so, apparent last year and they didn't do anything. But Luke didn't make sense that he did a lot of stuff that just didn't make sense. Uh, he, he's okay. He, he he had his own head. Like I don't know. He, he maybe it was some kind of team dynamics because he was a locker room leader or something. He felt like he had to play him, but uh, I, I think we got better options. Yeah. Um I mean, look, I won't be mad if he plays 12 minutes a game, but he, he shouldn't <laughs> be. The best thing is that we don't got, like, some kind of, somebody clearly, obviously, 100% better in, like, with youthful prospects. Well, I guess you can say Caruso is that, but it ain't like how when Rondo is playing over Lonzo, playing four yeah. quarter minutes over him. It's just yep. the point. So I'm going to try to not be worked up about Rondo. In my mind, he's not going to play a lot or he's going to not play at all. <laughs> um, but please believe if he's out here starting and playing 30 minutes a game, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like you. I'm gonna be tweeting at the Lakers, tweeting at Rondo, <laughs> tweeting at somebody. Mike like, Trudell, look, yeah, do yeah, something about y'all. Yeah, yeah, y'all need to stop. Like, I mean, but I, I mean, that's what I thought was gonna happen last year, and it didn't. So I'm um, I'm just prepared for it. It's definitely going to happen. Uh, Rondo is gonna play 30 minutes, and he is going to start. It's I mean, as terrible as it sounds, that's what's going to happen. So. Um, you know, I, I, I wish I, that he I would just be street clothes, but it's just, I don't know. Every analyst or fan or anything that I've heard or read about the Lakers and Rondo in the last year or so, everybody, it's unified agreement that he's a bum. 
I don't know. I haven't seen a single person try to say he should be playing more than what he is. Like, so I don't know. Clear. I, I, honestly, I'm surprised they resigned him. Exactly. Uh, but since they resigned him to the minimum for two years, I'm thinking it must be some kind of thing where he's just around. Like he just want to uh, help the young guys develop. Yeah. What young guys? Something. No, not just the young guys. It's a veteran <laughs> team, but he wants to just kind of be around and just try to try to win. Oh my goodness! And he wants to be in LA. I I don't know. I I, I don't understand. I, like I was <laughs> to me, it was it was a minimum deal, minimum deal. But that was the worst deal of the offseason. Like I just did not want him back at all. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I completely I feel echo like your I'm thoughts. A dead horse here. No, 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 no. I mean, Rondo. I I don't know why he's still on the Lakers. Um, unless it's just be our starting point guard. Uh, I feel like we purposely didn't sign a point guard because we had our starting point guard in Rondo. Um, so, I mean, there it is. It would That's just make just... me so happy if we cut him for Iggy. <laughs> but it's, uh, it would make me happy, too. Yeah, if no, we it's cut not... somebody, it would probably be Troy Daniels. Yeah. We, we, don't, we don't have any roster spots right now. Yeah. So let, let's talk about Troy Daniels and Quinn Cook. Um, you know, the, these are two guys that, uh, you know, especially Troy Daniels, like he's going to be in street clothes if he's not off the Lakers by the trade deadline. Uh, which is what December twenty first or something like that, December fifteenth, something like that. The, the trade deadline is slip. It's about uh, it's February. Like, I'm yeah, sorry, like February, February um, six or something like that. February not 4th. the trade deadline. Uh, I'm talking about the deadline or the the uh, the when point season, season for 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 players that you just signed. It's December or something. Yeah, this, this December fifteenth. That's pretty much when okay when trade season starts. Yeah, gotcha. So okay, okay, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so somebody like Troy Daniels, who's who's a good three-point shooter. He's been a good three-point shooter all his life. He used to kill us when he was on the Rockets. Um, unfortunately, again, kind of like with Caruso, I don't really expect for him to have any kind of role on the team, um, unless somebody gets hurt, of course. Um, and Quinn Cook, I, I think Quinn Cook will be the backup point guard. Uh, I, I have LeBron starting at point guard, but uh, what about you, man? What are your thoughts on those two guys? Yeah, I don't know why they signed both of these guys because they, they're pretty much the same type of player. Um, <laughs> just a gunner, you know, a short yeah. gunner. Quinn Cook got a little more point guard skills to him, but and he, he has that experience. He has that championship experience. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a little more pedigree. Yeah, I, if if they had to pick, I'd rather have Quinn Cook. So I don't I don't know what was the point of Troy Daniels at all. And I think Daniels like one of the first few guys we signed. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> um, so like I said, I don't think he's gonna pretty much get any burn at all. Um. But I think Quinn Cook can. Like, I don't know if about the first point guard off the bench, but I think he's going to get probably about the same amount of minutes he's getting with the Warriors, about 10, 12 minutes, maybe more yeah. if guys get hurt. Yeah. And, um, you know, at least I, I believe in him and can trust that he'll come through and make big shots. Like, he'll do what, he, what he's got to do. Yeah. Actually, that's for the most part a lot of these guys that we got. Um, they're real solid. Yeah, they're solid. They, 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 you know, they don't really go high, don't go low. You kind of they just do what they do. Whether it's Danny Green, Quinn Cook, Jared Dudley, et cetera, et cetera. So, totally agree. And speaking of Jared Dudley, he's next on my list. Uh, Jared Dudley was a surprise for me, to be honest. Um, I mean, I don't get summer. me. I'm about to say like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm 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 happy that he's here. It was just a surprise, like Jared Dudley. Um, but I, I totally get it. Three and D guy, locker room guy. Um, you know, he obviously uh, likes to. Uh, fight Ben Simmons, so that that's cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> and you know, stopper. yeah, <laughs> I mean, in in his old age, he's not very mobile. Um, so hopefully, he doesn't see the court that much either. 
but I'm, I'm sure like he's he's a, he's a great locker room guy. Uh, you know he, he'll help uh, anybody that needs help. He'll stay around and put up extra shots with anybody. So, I mean, he's he, he's one of those guys that that's always good to have. Uh, but what are your thoughts about Jared Dudley, man? Do you see him getting in rotation at all? I, I love the signing. Just even if he doesn't play, he's perfect. He's great for the locker room. Uh, yeah. Considering what we had last year, where basically everybody's ready to fight each other and give up. Uh, <laughs> we we needed we needed some good culture guys, and you know I think he'll he might be able to find him a little niche. Um, yeah, that's very true. He could. Maybe maybe playing when LeBron sits or uh, or you know, LeBron rest rest games. Yeah, or Kuz because um, he's pretty much a four at this point. He could guard some yeah. threes, but he's he's pretty much a four, and he's a reliable shooter. Yep. And, um he, he he's always where he needs to be. You, when you look at the stats, he's he's always one of those guys that's a plus and a plus minus, um, just from like basically doing a little thing. So I think he's one of those guys like just a glue guy. And yeah. I think if, if, if anything of Kuz, if he could rub off on Kuz, that would be perfect. Defense and, and some of his like little things, like in little little get, little stuff in the game, like I said, that'd be perfect. So I think yeah. that's it's kind of just more of like a mentorship play. Uh, one of those good vets, one of those James Jones types of guys. I'm exactly. Be, exactly. Uh, an integral for um, our, our culture in our locker room. Yeah, totally agree. So hopefully, he um, can like offset the Dwight Howard bullshit and whatnot. <laughs> Uh, what about LeBron, needs, LeBron needs oh. those type of guys. Sorry, LeBron needs yeah. those type of guys in the locker room because he, though he's a leader, he's also like one of those guys that kind of grates on you. And, and it sounds like he's just—I um, mean, he's a nice guy, but it's—it's it's, it's, when, when you hear from when, when you kind of see the teams he's been on, they're not always the happiest locker rooms. Um, sure, it's kind of a lot of turmoil. So you kind of need the good guys in there to help offset that as well. So, yeah, sorry. man. And which right I on. think Danny Green is another one of those guys. If, yeah, if he's the next guy you want to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Danny Green is. Uh, I mean, I I have him as my starting shooting guard. Um, oh, he's, for sure. uh, yeah, champion. Um, the, the pedigree, defense, uh, big shots. Um, uh, I, I mean, obviously, I, I still remember him from his Spurs days when he was just lighting Miami up. Him and Patty Mills. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm super excited about Danny Green. He was one of my favorite signings uh, on the offseason. Uh, obviously, he was waiting to see what Kawhi was going to do. Uh, it would be nice to have them both, but Danny Green is is a great uh, starting shooter guard. We really needed one that we could depend on. Uh, seems like dudes never hurt. Um, knock on wood. So yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> super excited for Danny Green. Uh, I think he's going to be a big part of what we do. He's going to be our Rick Fox. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Um, I love the signing. Um, he's pretty much going to do everything we need him to do. Um, we paid him a little, little more, paid a premium. Yeah, well, just coming of, off a championship. You know, yeah, coming off the championship, and he, we had him wait, uh, you know, pretty much a week waiting for Kawhi. So it's kind of the premium we paid for that. Um, but I, I see pretty much no downside, even if he, for one, we only, it's only a two-year deal, so. If he falls off, I mean, worst case, he, he could still be useful. He could play some defense, make some shots. Yeah. You know, if he just becomes like a bum and we're paying him 15 mil, that would suck. But history has shown he's pretty consistent throughout his career. And he, he, he puts forth effort. He's a um, team first guy, uh, another locker room, good locker room guy that you need. Definitely. Championship pedigree. We're getting a lot of champions, man. That's that's kind of huge. It's, yeah, it's a huge thing. Yeah. So I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, is pretty much a perfect signing for me. Yeah, um, Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, I have I don't really have anything to say about this kid. I mean, he's a rookie. 
Um, he won't see the floor. He'll be in street clothes, unfortunately. Like, this just isn't a team for him. Wouldn't be surprised if he caught him, to be honest, to make room for um, a 15th signing. Uh, car, I don't know. Oh, is he? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they probably won't cut him then. Dang. And I think he they had a, pretty much had a guarantee since the combine because he didn't work out for anybody or, or anything. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, saw, I saw a couple videos and he, he seems like he's kind of got like a like a hard and herky jerky type game. Yeah. Uh, he's like six, four, kind of a kind of kind of chubby. Need to need to tighten up. Um, <laughs> and I think his jumper is a little inconsistent. I kind of like the clay. I think he's only like 18 or 19. So, right. You know, I, hopefully they could keep him and, you know, him and Costas can work it out in G League and get better, uh, get better. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to say LeBron for last. Uh, let's talk about um, JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee, man, um, him, him and Dwight will obviously be battling for the start and center position. I think it personally, I think it should go to Dwight just because JaVale can't play those um, 30 plus minutes a game. But, uh, you know, in, 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 until JaVale caught pneumonia with us last year, he was a monster for us. Like I was like, who is this guy? Like I've never seen this guy. Uh, but JaVale McGee was just swatting everything, dunking everything catching everything like he was he was amazing um so if, if we can get that javel mcgee back uh, it'll it'll be fantastic like wow um but I, I don't know if i necessarily expect that out of him i do expect him to be solid um and you know in his 20 maybe 15 to 20 minutes a game because 80 would be taking up some minutes at the five but um yeah i'm i'm, I'm glad that we were able to get him back because i do think he's valuable and i think that he can add something especially with his rim protecting and his athleticism um, but what about you, man? What are, you, what are your thoughts on Javale McGee? Yeah, I like his. Um, I like this. I liked re-signing him. Sorry, um, he was a monster last year. It might have been an anomaly, but I don't know. He kind of was a beast with Golden State, and the little bit, limited minutes he got, they just yeah. You know, for some reason, Steve Kerr only played him like twelve minutes. So we played him more minutes and let him get the ball a little more. He he showed us he could do some things. So honestly, I think he might have a little more upside than Dwight right now. Because could least, be. You know, playing with AD and LeBron and whoever else, at least he's a little more. Uh, he's quicker. Uh, he could he could shoot a little bit more than Dwight. I, I trust Javale's little little fifteen footer more than anything Dwight got, and he can make his free throws decently. Hell, J- Javale didn't he shoot and make some threes last year with? So <laughs> I, I think he took some. Much, but okay. But uh, yeah, I mean. So you you would have Dwight starting. I think I'd have Javale starting. Like, I mean, if it, you know, just yeah. I don't know, man. I I feel like I feel like Dwight would be better defensively, and he's not as dumb. And I I don't mean that in a derogatory way towards Javale, but I mean it, it, it at least divide uh divide at least Dwight rotates at least you know from from what I've seen him in previous years. You know, he'll he'll, he'll rotate um to the correct spot, and he'll he'll be in pretty good defensive position. To contest shots, um, and uh, but you know Javale, poor Javale, well he be looking so lost out there sometimes. Um, but so. combined with Anthony Davis, who do you think would be the better, more imposing tandem, Dwight <laughs> and AD or Javale and AD? Dwight, just because not, I mean, just because what I just said, but also Dwight rebounds better, he's stronger, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't what know about the arms and the athleticism and the. Yeah, switch. but if, if he's just flailing around and he's you know missing assignments <laughs> and like and he, he 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 can't tell AD where to go because he don't know where the ball is. Like, I mean, True. I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess when you put it that way, because Dwight 
you know, if nothing else, he he is a good defensive player, a good rebounder. Uh, yeah. Not, not good, a one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, like yeah, he's great and he can at least, you know, you know he can captain the defense. He's done right. that before. I think he's a two or three time defensive player of the year, so. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. He might be more upside with the white starting on our yeah. defense. I don't know about offense, but defensively. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but that said, sorry, Javel, he had a great season with us. I, I, like I said, I don't know if we could, should expect that, but if he can at least give us – well, I, I think we can expect at least 20, 25 minutes, him probably getting about eh, 8 to 10 points, two blocks, and about five, six rebounds. If he could do that again, it would be great. And, That's serviceable. You know, just stay healthy. And yeah. Just be serviceable. Yeah. Totally agree. Next, man, uh, two more players, Kuz, Kyle Kuzma, number zero, this guy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I have the highest expectations for Kyle Kuzma this season. What kind of numbers? Kyle Kuzma has to average close to 20 a game. He, he doesn't have to average 20, but it has to be close, um, like like 19. No, I'm going to go ahead and say it, 20, 20 to 21 points okay. a game. He did Just 19 because. didn't he? Uh, maybe, but that's when he wasn't playing with nobody. Um, LeBron don't count. He don't count. Nah, but, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Kuz, Kuz has to step his game up. He, he has to put up close to all-star like numbers for us to be a championship team. Um, I think, I think Kuz has to take the biggest step defensively. Um, a lot like JaVale, like Kuz would just be lost on D sometimes. Uh, he, he, he doesn't move his feet well. He takes, he gambles on everything. He this dude will not stay on the ground for a pump fake. Um, Kuz just has to be smarter on defense. He has to move his feet. He has to be able to communicate better. But also, he 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 has to be consistent. He can't have those games where he scores thirty one night and then has two points the next. I, I mean, I would like to see Kuz be a consistent threat. Like teams need to game uh, game plan for him more than ever. I think I think he he could probably be. I don't, I don't want to say the second leading scorer because I'm not going to disrespect LeBron, but. Kuz, Kuz should be getting the ball a lot. He he should be having plays called for him, and I think I think that this should be Kuz's coming out year. Like I think teams should be like, all right, this this guy can play. Well, I think teams already think know he can play. I think he's got a lot of respect as a scorer, and if anything, I think he's a consistent scorer from from the day he started with the Lakers. You can expect him to. He was amazing as a rookie, and last year the problem with him offensively is that his shot left him last year. Yeah. So he he only shot thirty percent from three, but I don't think he really had too many games where he get thirty and then end up with two. Like his low his low because he got his shots up. He get his cool to score. <laughs> so like he the really... worst he could get is maybe like fourteen, thirteen, fifteen. Like he always he wasn't like Lonzo or Ingram. He will get buckets. He consistently mm-hmm. do that. So I'm not worried about him scoring really at all. Other than can he become a consistent shooter? At least try to get back to that 36% plus like he was as a rookie. Um, which it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense how bad he shot last year because his shot looked good. I mean, it was fluid. Um, just wouldn't know. go in. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was just one of those things. So I'm expecting a bounce back year from there. And also from the free throw percentage. Uh, just in general, his shooting percentages. Now, clearly as the third option. I mean, there's pretty much no one else who could claim that. Yeah. Uh, so surrounded by other shooters and, and, you know, two superstars, he should easily be able to shoot um, closer to 50 percent and closer to 40 from three. And he should be well rested enough to get around 80 percent free throws. And if you do that, he should easily be averaging around 20. 
So he I'm not, should I'm be. Really worried about. Yeah, so I'm not worried about that. Like you said, it's the defense, man. And hopefully, uh, what do you think is his position? Like, I, I almost look at him more as like a three. Like we yeah. try to play him at the four and the five, but I think he's more of like a three, like a like a two, three, four type. Yeah. So for me, I have Kuz at the three starting. Um, and then once once uh, Bron goes out, uh, he goes down to the four when we get a point guard in there. But like, so for me, I'll just go ahead and say it. I have Bron, Danny Green, Kuz, AD, and Dwight Howard as my starting five. Um, and then if we stagger our lineups like we should, you know, um, uh, either Dwight Howard or uh, Bron will come out first, and we'll get in a point guard. AD slides down to the five, and Kuz slides down to the four. Um, so, so in your lineup, Julian, who would be guarding who on like against the Warriors or the Blazers? Because you only got one guard in there, so you got what Kuz guarding CJ McCollum or something? Exactly. That's that that that's exactly what I'm going to do, and that's why I'm challenging him because he has to he has to get better. Like those guys aren't going to go away. <laughs> like like Houston, uh, Portland, uh, even Denver with Jamal Murray and um, Will Barton and. Uh, Nah, what Gary what's Harris. the yeah Gary Harris like they're like they're two guards that can score the ball in in the Western Conference alone that's just three teams but I left out uh, Utah with Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley like mm-hmm. like th- those guys are there especially in the West Kuz has to get better I mean Danny Green is 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 going to do what he can do against the point guard but Kuz had to step up and guard these two because LeBron damn sure is going to do it I mean once we get you know w- w- once we start subbing and we, we put in either KCP or Avery Bradley to help. I mean, you know, that'll be good for a little while, but those guys aren't going to play extended minutes. Kuz is. So in order for him... Say Danny Green's 32, so how much can we rely on him to chase these point guards, like, all year? In the playoffs, yeah, but, like, do we want that? Do we want him guarding Damian Lillard and Steph Curry all year? Yeah. That's what we signed him for. What are you talking about? That's literally what we yeah, signed but, him for. But Three and as D. The only, as the only perimeter guy, pretty much that can play defense, He's, he he can only do so much. So I don't I don't know if Kuz. Yeah. We need Kuz to at least be average. Like he's bad, <laughs> so we want him to be average. So I don't know. If, I think it's asking too much for him to expect to be able to guard star wings. But I guess we we'll have to see what happens because that's kind of how our team's constructed. We're kind of right. missing. We're missing a few positions there, but <laughs> but. <laughs> It is what it is. We'll see what happens. I mean, but like this, this is a starting lineup, not not a closing lineup. Like, yeah. you know, obviously Dwight Howard wouldn't be playing in a closing lineup. AD would be at the five, Kuz would be at the four, Braun at the three, and it'll probably be Danny Green and KCP. So in a closing lineup, you know, obviously those two guys would be guarding the two star guards or whatever. Um, but e- even still, like you know, I don't know. I'm 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 just hoping so, for Kuz to take that that major leap. So here's my wrench. I think Kuz is going to be the sixth man of the year. Yes, I think he's got. I think he's got to come off the bench. Oh, okay. So wow. I think we're. I think we're going to have to start these two guard lineups. I, I just don't see it working with him or LeBron trying to guard a two. Okay. I think we're going to have to start either uh, Caruso or KCP along with Danny Green, or or, or Avery Bradley, I guess, along with Danny Green. Yeah. Um, and then LeBron, AD. And whichever center was Dwight or Javale. Wow. So I think, and I think Kuz is going to play 35 minutes. And he's going to he's going to get his minutes. Will. It's just yeah, of course. Just, I, you know, with the starting lineups, I just don't see it working like that. But we'll see. Maybe okay. he's been working hard on his lateral movement and his perimeter D, and he can do better. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe that's the vision that Vogel and 
uh, the brain trust has now is like, okay, maybe trying to play him big as a big is not a good idea. Maybe he's got more guard skills and he uh, has more of that body type of a, like a Paul George type of body type. Maybe he should be guarding twos and threes. So, yeah. So. Yeah, man. It'll be interesting to see. Whichever lineup they go with, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll be able to compete at a good level defensively. I mean, you know, it, it'll, it'll really have to be on a case-by-case scenario. Like, if we're playing Golden State, I don't want Kuz guarding Clay. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, if, if if push comes to shove and he has to, then he he needs to be able to compete to stay on the floor. Or, like you said, he's got to go to the bench. So, hopefully, hopefully that's not the case. But, yeah. So, so I guess, since this is relevant now, um, just want to touch on maybe some things I hope that Bogle does with his defense. Yeah. Or should I should I hold on to that for later when we talk about coaching? Uh yeah, well, yeah, let me let me, let's just get through the last player and then we'll go right, right to the coaching after that. Okay. Um so last guy on the list is obviously number twenty three, Bron. Bron James. Whew. I saved him for last. <laughs> um man, I'm I'm worried about LeBron. LeBron is thirty five, gonna be thirty six in uh I'm sorry, he's thirty four, about to be thirty five. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about to be thirty five in December. He's coming off a uh, a uh, quad injury, oh, groin boy. injury, which uh, apparently never fully healed. He played on it. Um, you know, from from everything that I've seen on social media and all, all the Lakers stuff. I mean, it looks like he's fully healed and he's ready to go. But I just and I you know I said this when we signed him, but man, I'm I'm worried that that we got old man Bron, and you know I, I feel like another injury is coming for him. For some reason, like I'm like deep down in my soul, I'm just like, expecting the worst when it comes to this guy, um, and it, it's just it's really bothering me. Like I I, I hope I'm wrong and I hope he's healthy, but I I, I just for some reason I, I just feel like he's going to be hurt again, and he's gonna ruin everything. Uh, but you know if if I'm gonna be positive and optimistic, then you know obviously uh you know LeBron's gonna be one of the best players on the team. He's gonna be a great playmaker for us. Uh, playoff, playoff LeBron. Like, I can't wait for this guy again because uh, the Lakers haven't been in the playoffs since 2013 when Dwight Howard was on the team. But I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm just not feeling it with LeBron. I'm just getting bad vibes. Well, I mean, there's nothing really I could say about that. Just, <laughs> just, I just hope that is not the case. Um, yeah. I guess the good thing is that we don't we didn't sign him to like a ten year deal or some stupid like that. So you know, <laughs> and really, I just hope that he can get through this season healthy and we can re-sign AD. <laughs> right. After that I don't really care. You know, LeBron. He, you know, for all I care, he could bounce. And in twenty twenty one, we get Giannis anyway. So, um, <laughs> so you know, yeah. for this year, I'm kind of just hoping he's got one last stand in him. When you know, when it comes down to it, definitely. Um, He's he's still got the skills. You kind of see his athleticism fading. He couldn't get past some guys like uh, uh, was that the guy that was on the Knicks that blocked the shot? Um, uh, on the Nets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His on yet? Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, Oprah on the Nets blocked the shot too. Well, that you know, he blocked a few guys. Jared Allen blocked yeah. dunks. That's okay. Um, but you know, just kind of hope that the the skills are still there. He he still can shoot and put the ball in the bucket and I think having AD is going to take so much pressure off of him it's going to open up the floor for him make it easier for him and having these shooters is also going to open the floor I think we're going to see a different LeBron honestly because okay. you're going to have the floor spread you're going to have a, another star to to play off of in the pick and roll 
you can't load up on them because before we didn't have shooters so guys would have an extra foot or two in the paint to kind of clog the paint so he didn't you know you, you remember it always felt like guys would just be all over him he'd missing layups and stuff well yeah maybe he was aging maybe he's uh still revving it up in first second gear but it's also because the spacing was just so bad guys wasn't respecting ingram or lonzo when they're posted up in the, when they're in the corner or if they're at the top of the wing you know you don't guard you don't guard ingram out there you know because he don't, he don't <laughs> want to shoot it right now even like coos guys will guard him but after like january you realize he ain't making a, no, none of his shots you could take another step off of him so i think as long as like we get our shooting from guys that we're expecting to be shooters, like Danny Green, uh, Quinn Cook, uh, et cetera, et cetera. All these guys that we signed, spray the floor, and it's, if AD is just doing his thing. Because even with uh, JaVale, you kind of saw that him and JaVale had good chemistry, right? Yeah, true. So imagine the guy who also can pop out and hit a 20-footer or maybe a three. Or a guy who, you know, you, you just got to know where AD is. So he, he's going to get double teams off the pick. So now you're gonna see LeBron be able to do those swing passes across the court to Danny Green, stuff like that. We just haven't, we weren't able to see a lot of that last year, right? So, yeah. So numbers wise, what are you expecting from LeBron? I'm, I'm kind of expecting a down year to be honest, just because AD's there and, I, and hopefully Cools will come up. But what about you? I'm not. Ex- I'm expecting a good, uh, pretty much the same type of numbers he had because I, okay. I think he's he's cognizant of the people trying to say it's, he's he's done, he's washed, oh, and all this and that. So. Yeah. I forgot. This is LeBron James and what? Well, <laughs> Stephen A. LeBron's going to get his stats now. That's right. Yeah, he's all. Yeah, he's always going to. He, he controls the ball, so he's going to get his twenty-seven, seven, and seven, and at least that's what he pretty much averages for his career. Um, and it's probably going to be on good efficiency. It look like his, uh, his jump shot is coming around a little bit, in, in spots that he likes. Um, he knows his spots, so. You know, you see, just see him getting smarter. So I, I think his he's still going to get his points. It's just as long as his body doesn't betray him, and it's really the only thing that could stop LeBron. I think because I think even as he ages, as he loses athleticism, I think still think he's going to be able to get 25. And he's always going to have his passing skills and ball handling skills. So he's always going to be able to get assists. And he's a big body, so he's always going to be able to get rebounds. So even when he's 40, I think he's going to be able to get 25 and five, like in his sleep. Wow. Okay, um, so let's talk the about the. Gonna uh, up, he's, he, sorry, he's going to end up with the all-time scoring record. It's for a reason. Like guys yeah. like that, like you, you're able to score even when you're old. Let's talk about the coaching staff. Um, you you brought up the point earlier about Frank Vogel and uh, some things you want to see from him as a coach, offensively and defensively. Man, what do you got for me? So defensively, the good thing is that he actually has a reputation and you know statistics and records to prove it he's a good defensive coach right uh with the pacers um not so much with the magic but he knows he knows a young team so uh but i'm expecting their guys on the perimeter to run guys off of the three-point line and and try to get them to go into either shoot mid-range shots which it seemed like guys aren't trying to do anymore or go into the teeth of the defense and deal with dwight and ad and javelle yeah at the in the paint so i'm hoping that that's our strategy is okay let's just try to run these guys off the three like no threes and let them come in for you know try to look at layups and dunks and i think that if we just do that i think that should get in we should end up with a top 10 defense definitely which could be incredible considering we don't have a lot of defensive guys in our team 
but I think we can make it work. No, nah, man, I totally think agree. About that part. Okay. No, I totally agree. Um, even though, like you said, we don't have a lot of defensive guys on our team, I, I think we have a lot of great position defenders. Uh, guys yeah. like AD, uh, Danny Green, KCP, like those guys can guard multiple positions. Um, but I mean, in, in, t- in today's positionless basketball, those guys can guard the bigs and perimeter guys too. Uh, yeah, bigs and perimeter guys. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we have a top 10 defense. Um, I mean, hopefully we do. <laughs> I mean, top 10 defense and win championships. Now, the problem with that is somebody like a Kawhi Leonard who can make mid-range shots and lives in the mid-range. Yeah. Uh, or like a Kevin Durant. So, you know, guys like that I mean, are going to be. Those are top-tier guys. I mean, we're not, we're not going to be able to stop those guys. Yeah. So, uh, that all the more reason why we could use Iguodala, like, so bad. But, okay. Yeah. And then offensively, this is where I'm curious because I don't really know what he's planning to do. Um, I guess Credence would say that, okay, LeBron's going to. Probably handle the ball. It's going to be a lot of brown ball, which means high pick and roll with Anthony Davis with shooter spread on the floor. I mean, I guess if we just do that, we should. We got the pieces to make that work if we just want to play brown ball. I don't want to see that. Here. I don't want but to see that. The pro- yeah, and the problem is that when LeBron sits, then what? I mean, AD? I guess unless they just plan on just Brown and Rondo being the only guys holding the ball. Rondo could have his own offense too, but I just don't want to see him play. And I don't want to have to rely on him. So... I don't know what I'm kind of I'm curious to see what kind of offensive system Vogel will have. And I hope he has some kind of system, some kind of philosophies. that's not just LeBron handles offense. Yeah, um, hopefully it's not some Ricky Dink motion offense uh, or, you know, uh, we have one or two plays. Um, it'd, be, it'd be great if we could, like I said, um, I don't want to say force feed AD, uh, but AD should be the number one option. Uh, hopefully he, he he gets a touch at least once down the floor every time so he can create out of the paint. Um, but what type of stuff? Because he's not like a low post guy. Sure, but I mean, if 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 AD catches it at the elbow, let's let's work off of that. Like uh, maybe do some high low action. Uh, maybe run a play on the opposite side where somebody sets a screen and come up. Um, but like just just give him the ball and like let, let's let him create because most nights he's a he, he, he his. His uh, matchup is a mismatch on most nights, so like let's exploit that. Um, I mean, I and I'm seeing. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm not adverse to running brown uh, ball in spurts, but I don't want to see it for 48 minutes. I'm not even opposed to letting AD try to run some pick and rolls. He's got some ball handling skills. I mean, yeah. Him and Dwight run a pick and roll. See what happens. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would at least like to try it to see what happens. And then, yeah, man. I and mean, otherwise, uh, to run KCP off some screens, Danny Green, off, Danny Green off some screens. Yep. Um, Kuzma kind of just gets buckets. However, uh, you know, you don't really got to run plays for him. Um, which I, I think him and AD are going to have some good chemistry as well. Yeah, I hope uh, so. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. This is kind of the biggest. Yeah, one of the history. biggest question marks. <laughs> yeah, one of the biggest question marks is that what kind of offense are we going to run? And, you know, uh, another big question mark is the fact that we also hired guys like Phil Handy, Lionel Hollins, and one Jason Kidd. Um, you know, yeah, these I, guys I, are offensive coaches, so. Okay. No, but, you know, I, I feel like both of us thought about the Jason Kidd thing, like, hmm, somebody's looking for a head coaching job. Uh, do, do you feel like there'll be a, a coaching change during the season for the Lakers? Um, everybody keeps saying that, but I don't, I don't think LeBron wants more blood on his hands. <laughs> 
oh he oh he he, he wants to stop at 10 coaches he, he doesn't want 11 <laughs> like come on bro like what this dude don't care this dude's ruthless it is, it is bro you're a coach killer just, just own it uh, <laughs> just go coach then damn it um yeah he has been coaching it uh, according to some people but yeah <laughs> and gm yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know um everything kid says is that he he, he really likes bogle they've Build a great relationship. He's not trying to be the head coach. Ooh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not believing it. When we had Lonzo, <laughs> I was able to more understand. Okay, we got Jason Kidd to coach Lonzo, but it's like I don't really know. Now is he just the LeBron guy? Jason <laughs> Kidd is there to to be uh, LeBron's kind of sounding board. I like guess Tyler so. was for for David Black. If that's the case, then that probably means Jason Kidd is probably going to be the coach in yeah six months. What I hope is, you know, I'm 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 hoping that we, we at least give Frank Vogel a chance. I don't want it to be like a Mike Brown thing where he's in for ten to fifteen games and then all of a sudden Lakers fire head coach Frank Vogel. Like, come on, like let's yeah. let's, let's let's give him a chance. Um, at, at least until Christmas. I mean, if, if Frank Frank Vogel's just making awful decisions, then obviously he got to go. But let's, let's let's give him a few games before we just toss him out of here. Let's just it starts with LeBron. I mean, LeBron's got to buy in and listen to him and and be yeah. the coach. If if he's over here acting like he runs a team and do what he want, other players are gonna look at him and be like, "Shoot, I ain't listening to Bogle either." <laughs> so, yeah, it depends on what LeBron wants. So that's why I said LeBron wants the blood on his hands, <laughs> which he doesn't care about. If, 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 if he don't want the blood on his hands, he will buy in and be a good soldier. And him and him and uh, Rich Paul will endorse him off off the camera and everything. Because the problem, LeBron, all last year he was saying the good things about Luke. When people asked him, but apparently off record he would crap on him. And Rich Paul was just running around saying how much he hated him. Damn. Rich Paul was salty at Luke Walton because Luke Walton was not playing KCP mostly. But yeah. Oh my goodness. <sighs> All right, man. Um, we'll and finish sorry, up. And, and Phil Handy, he's more of like a player development coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. also a LeBron guy too, but he, he's. I don't see him trying to uh, do a coup. Trying to usurp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and Lionel Hollins, I liked him. I like him on the coaching staff as a, another veteran coach who's been around, but I don't really know. He's kind of got similar type of Frank Vogel type vibes and philosophies, defensive type of guy. So I don't know. I don't know gotcha, what's, his, man. Uh, what's his purpose. We'll find out with the new coaching staff. No, I'm just playing. Uh, but yeah, let's let's finish up here, man. Um, final final thing. Uh, a few days ago, the NBA actually agreed on new rules for tampering. Um, which could include taking away draft picks and taking people's phones to try to find evidence. What's your reaction to this, man? Because uh, obviously, it seems like this this has been the rule because they took um, damn, why can't I think of his name? They took oh boy's phone when he was talking about Paul George and fishing, and they find us. Um, and the Lakers get fined for everything, uh, but I guess we haven't had any draft picks taken away. So, what's your take on this new tampering rule? I think it's just the NBA trying to do something because it's kind of just been the wild, wild west, especially this past offseason. It was insane. Like <laughs> Deals getting announced. Friday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like free agency Sunday and on Thursday and Friday, we're hearing about 10 deals. Signings. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, signings. Uh, and guys, you know, it's supposed to open up at, what, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and KD just out here announcing at 6 o'clock. It's like, okay, I right. just don't care. I just don't give a damn no more. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, they had to do something. Um I don't know, man. I don't. We'll see. Maybe, maybe in the, like the first couple of years, it might offset this a little bit, somewhat. But they can't really do anything about player to player tampering. So, right. Um, I don't know. 
We'll, we'll just have to see how it works. The interesting part, I, I think, is that they think being able to go through somebody's phone is going to make a difference. It's like uh, you can see text messages history, but you can't. If so, you know, you can't do nothing about somebody calling somebody. They could be talking about anything. Right. Could be talking about some other, another player or uh, agent or you know stuff like that. And you can't do nothing about people getting burner phones because <laughs> they got them. Exactly. Mm-mm. So, and I don't know. It's just they're, they're trying. I guess it's better than nothing. But just let it be, man. It was exciting. I mean, tamper, we tamper, love. tamper. Yeah. Just <laughs> stop tripping when the Lakers do it. Don't be trying to do this bullshit. We trying to get Giannis. Like right. Giannis fall back because he's let coming. Tamper, damn it. We and have somebody MB. in the front row. That's my front row in all the Milwaukee Bucks games, just like how these the Clippers did for Kawhi. Man, when I read this story, I was just like, "Wow!" They let the Clippers tamper all year with you know only a slap on the hand once Doc Rivers said something to the media about Kawhi is like Jordan. Yeah, they've been they've been, tamp- they, they've been oh my god, it's just been so so much double standards. The Lakers, Magic Johnson can't even say Giannis is a great player. He's going to win the championship for the Bucks without getting, <laughs> getting fined for tampering. Mm-mm-mm. all right man we'll go ahead and end it on that note uh appreciate you coming on the pod uh such a fun conversation talking about the lakers hopefully oh, this season is full done. of health you didn't Why, talk about what, what do you, the, the team's overall projections how good do you think they'll be where do you, where do you think they'll land in the west championship or what what, what are you talking about lakers gonna win a championship that what listen what was understood doesn't need to be said lakers 2020 champions that's it i mean right. <laughs> Thought you want to talk about more about through the season and schedule and stuff, but I guess when it boils down to it, things change so much. There's no point in trying to forecast it like that. At the end of the day, we got what it takes to win. We do. Let's just let's just ride ride it out yeah, and see what happens. Just, let's just get it done. Period. For sure. But yeah, man. All right. Thank you again for coming on the pod, man. Uh, great conversation. Laker Nation, stand up. 2020 champs, baby. We'll see y'all in Atlanta, December 15th, maybe. $300 yeah. nosebleed. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, for real, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> new tickets is expensive, but we'll see, we'll see. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Current Era Pod. Uh, me and my brother had so much fun talking about the Lakers. Like I said, we're both diehard Lakers fans. We hope to see all my Lakers fans that are in ATL December 15th at Phillips. Oh, wait, no, it's not Phillips anymore. State Farm Arena, uh, so we can cheer on our Lakers. Those tickets are taxing, so we slick might not make it, but we'll see. Uh, I might drop a bag. I don't know. Anyway, um, again, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave that five-star review for me. That'll really help the pod. And uh, follow Jabbar at Read to Achieve. That's R-E-I-D to Achieve. And, yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, since today's Monday, I'll see you on Friday.